Good afternoon and welcome again to Eco-Activist Journeys. So, hope everything's going to work out. There's some technical issues today in the studio, so yeah, hopefully it all goes well from here onwards. Um, this is my last show of the semester and um, yeah, um, and I have a friend of mine joining me in the studio today, Lewis from Environment. Um, subcommittee, and he's also yeah in Inclite, um, which is the creativity like poetry writing society in St Andrews, and he's going to read some poetry of his as well, which is really exciting. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I hope you can hear us. Everything's okay in the bus box. You can also log onto the bus box, um, comment anything if something's not working, or if you have any questions for us, um, comment them in the bus box. Um, but yeah, I mean, primarily also this show is pretty special for me because I'm doing a, yeah, I'm going to announce something that's been like in the making for a while now, but I'm going to, um, I'm going to publish a poetry book and, um, yeah, it's kind of like in the process at the moment. So I'm like, yeah, I'm really happy because I'm getting my first few like printed copies next week probably, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> so yeah, I might like, read some of those, and I think it will kind of be available, should be available on like Amazon just before Christmas. So it's kind it's of like Christmas my, my, present, my Christmas present to the world. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know how to start with like creativity and um, yeah, kind of just like talking about some of what has started. I'm going to read out a few of like my things as well, kind of just as like a preview. I yeah, quickly actually wanted to mention because it's kind of also a collaboration. I have a really good friend of mine who has a lot of her like pictures in there, um, Yanya, and um, then the cover art is really cool is by someone in St Andrews as well, um, Corin. And um, so I'm yeah, I'm really excited because kind of like collaboration with like people from St Andrews have like added things as well. Um, it's 156 pages. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a decent amount for a poetry book. It, it kind of like, I mean, even then, like, I think last year around this time it had like 20 pages because I kind of like just put together a few of my poetry things kind of as a start. Um, but now it has five different sections as well. And um, I'm just Can I ask, like, like, how many people collaborated on this with you? Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, my friend Yanya, whose pictures are in the book, then Corin Wong, who did the cover graphics, and then I have, yeah, that's pretty much what's oh. in there. So I have a, one or two few pictures also, which were taken by someone else. But I mean, uh, mostly, yeah, it's kind of that effort of, um, yeah. Or, Is it all creative writing then, or? Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's interesting because I feel like lots of people would probably say different things about, like, what it is um, or, like, if it's, like, a poetry book or kind of just, like, creative, like, creative, like, writing or, you know, what exactly it is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, I have, like, a, I, I can read that. It's kind of, like, one of my first few pages where I'm kind of, like, introducing what it's about, which is, like, um, yeah, I mean, it's more like a kind of an interest not in itself. It was kind of, like, dear fellow human, some... Some might call this a poetry book, others simply a stream of consciousness, a collection of thoughts, an expression of love, but also frustration. It is the documenting of a journey of feelings, thoughts, memories, and random creative outbursts. It never started out as a book. It's just a personal collection of words and sentences. It's a love letter to this beautiful planet. Moreover, it's a letter to you, in the hope that some of what you read will speak to you, that it will give you the courage to be unapologetically you. 
that it will inspire you to go outside more and connect with nature, that it may question dominant realities that shape everyday life and threaten life on Earth forever, that it inspires critical thought. Most of all, I hope it will inspire you to care, to love and to act, that it may awaken you with the possibilities of making a difference. May you realize that your voice counts and that you can make a difference. May it remind you of the beauty of living on Earth and responsibility we all have to protect our home. I think that's really beautiful. I think it's also because art, in a way, is about finding beauty in things that are often kind of frustrating, like you said, and Mm. also dreary, like climate change. And it also wants us to act on it by creating that emotional response. I mean, for me, I guess it's so important, like in like activism that is not just kind of like that it's not just like the science but that we look at like the human side of it mm-hmm. and like that involves like creativity and like thinking about some of these like deep things like I mean some of the like even like some of the poems like some like might be a bit more depressing than others mm-hmm. and then I mean overall I think it's a kind of like, a, like I think I try to put like a lot of like hope and like inspiration in it um, but just like you know I think it's important to put like some like real things in there as yeah. well about like the frustration and um yeah, the difficulties, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, And I mean, as, as I think art is also so versatile. Like it, it can be about, you know, comforting. It can be about hope. It can be about frustration and like wanting to, to get your point across that, you know, not enough is being done. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's really important to get that whole like wide variety. So it sounds really, really beautiful. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, it's also, I think it's very like different. I'm like really interested to kind of like, see what people say as well because I think like, some of the poems like the beginning is called like oh, Our Home so that's part one so it's more like nature based and then like the second part is like questioning everything which is like more critical things and like mm. yeah just some like bigger questions and then the third one is like Letters to Earth and All Its Inhabitants which is like the smaller sections but it's like with more specific like letters and then Part four is the oceans are rising, but so are we. So it's more about hmm. like activism. <laughs> and then the Classic. last part is, uh, part five is a better world, which is kind of like about, you know, we're at this point now, like better world, question mark. So we're at this point now, like what can we do? Um, but yeah, maybe we'll get, this is a good point for, um, yeah, for maybe for you to also like, I don't know, say something about like what inspires you to like be creative around like. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. Well, um, I think, yeah, like like I said, I think there's there's a big um, relationship between um, art of any form and activism. Um, I think it's it's really important for people when they are, you know, whether it's like social activism or environmental activism. There's always so much passion and so much emotion behind it. Mm. Um, so I think that's why activism and, and art go so well together because art is probably the best way to express your emotional, you know, your emotional state. Mm. Um, and it's, it is just beautiful. And, and I think people will want to engage with, with things that, that are beautiful. And, and that's, I think, how art can also bring climate, uh, yeah. you know, action to the people by reminding them and showing them, you know, this is what we're fighting for. This mm. is how we can fight for it. All of that stuff. And I think it's so like open, like you can put so much into it. Yeah. And then it's not like, yeah, I mean, there's no like real rules, I guess. Mm. It's very like you can kind of like speak your mind. And I, I think it's just like a very like, 
human and like open way to, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it, it, I think you're right. I think a part of it is also just like the accessibility of art because, you know, yeah. you can be any person in any stage of life in any social circumstance and you can be a part of and create and see and hear art. Um, but oftentimes I think in news we get like bombarded with facts and figures and policies that don't always make sense to us and it can be mm. really scary and frustrating and then art is again yeah, kind of a way to to bring the issue back to the people <laughs> yeah I guess it's it, it is it is kind of like a way to to just express some of like those things and to to look at them and I guess in different ways because what I think has been a big problem is that it's like the environmental debate is very confined to oh you're environmentalist or you are a scientist or something mm. and not confined to like the actual real life stories uh, that it has and that it's telling and uh, maybe that's something you know we should be focusing on more to make it like more real and more speaking mm. to people more about it but yeah I think that's also I uh, since um being on the environmental subcommittee, one organization I became aware of was the uh, Third Generation Project. And I remember uh, learning about them and that that is like their main goal is trying to get the personal narrative and like the personal story back into mm. like climate action and like discussion around climate change. And I think, yeah, I, I agree. It's really important to listen to people and see like how is climate change and the environment affecting us in daily lives already. Um, and that's surely another way, yeah, art that can be helpful. And that's what, something they also recognize. So, absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you do you want to share one I, of your poems? Yes. To start? <laughs> and then I, I can respond and share one of mine as well. That, but that sounds wonderful. <laughs> switch um, the ball back and forth. I like that. I, I I have one or two I can share <laughs> as well. So uh, I think then I'll, I'll start with uh, one I, I call Precious Rock. And it's one that I wrote on uh, while I was kind of traveling during the summer. And there's just one day where I was like overwhelmed with this like love and respect for our planet. And <laughs> I wanted to put that into words. So here it goes. It must be a fantastical rock that should harbor so much life from the whales in her waters and the predators of her skies to the gentle giants in her jungles. Surely there is no other like this earth. Look in awe upon her greatest mountains, some spewing fire like an angry dragon. Yet with the rivers she grants us life, you see no other can do what she has done. I'm humbled to call this place my home. She has given me the air to breathe, every day shielding me from the void above, a battle she is doomed one day to lose, but for now her clouds will keep me safe. I must say I have only admiration for this ball we call our own. Her diversity shocks me still, for she holds our driest deserts and swamps and lakes and glaciers. Yet it makes me sad to see that we have abused the powers we have gained, turning gray her pristine heavens, corrupting her natural resources, suffocating her wonderful creation. When I have to ask, did we go so wrong that we slaughter our brothers in existence and say they were born for the purpose of our use? I say we were born for the purpose to create and strayed effortlessly from that path. Should we truly call ourselves homo sapien when we poison the ground that bears us fruit and soil the sea that gives us water? I say we are too simple yet, giving rise to our own demise and that of nature too. I must say that I regret this all. I'd rather we lived in harmony, giving thanks to the wonders she provides, holding dear the life that she supplies. I'd like to think we're one of nature's allies. Aww. So, yeah. Yeah, so that was, yeah, kind of just, um, again, really having a moment of love and respect for yeah. the earth and just kind of thinking about 
the incredible potential for good that we as humans have um, for preserving life, for making life, mm. for changing life in a way, um, and how we just kind of, yeah, don't yeah. really, we haven't gone down that path recently mm. <laughs> i think it's just such a like i mean obviously we need to see everything with the seriousness that it is but then actually also see that all of this like is an opportunity for something like we could like really create something different with it absolutely um, so yeah that's kind of um I, I think yeah as like as a species i think there is no more impressive species than than us as humans and we have such a potential for living harmoniously with our surroundings um yeah but it's just not yeah not what we're currently doing <laughs> i think also something that's really special with poetry or poetry around like activism or mm. like environment or, or just poetry in general that there's just always such another story behind it like every piece in like my book kind of there's like another story behind it of like why i wrote it and like kind of what was yeah. happening at the time and um i don't know it's just something special to like know that you know Obviously, there are things that happen that kind of, like, trigger that, like, creative outburst. Mm. And to realize that, you know, every piece of art was kind of sparked by something. Um, yeah. yeah. In a way as well, that's how, like, I think for the artists especially, art can be, like, a little time capsule where, yeah. you know, you look at it and you're like, oh, my God, I know exactly what kind of a mindset I was in when I wrote this. I know exactly yeah. how I felt. And, and I mean, even, like, this, like, kind of, like, this book was, like, I never really thought of as, like, out collect a book with my poetry because my poetry for so long was like something so personal for me I'm like no, no one read yeah. this it's mine <laughs> um, and just then suddenly I kind of collected a few of the things that I, I've done and then um, I realized you know yeah my mom was actually maybe she told me to maybe do something with it and collect more of it and then I started really compiling some of the poems and then also writing more because that then inspired me to actually like sit and write even more and like capture those moments and those like thoughts that I have um and yeah it's just yeah I think it's yeah we I, I agree like it, it took me as well a long time to get comfortable with sharing art because it's so personal but I think and I'm sure you agree like after a while you you, f you find that people really do relate often to your own emotions as well so yeah. when you share a bit of art and share a bit of what's going on inside your head people love it and they sometimes also yeah can relate to what you're thinking yeah it's really, really nice. it kind of makes me think back to like my very first like incline event that I went to like last semester and then it was I wasn't even kind of supposed to go there it's just a friend told me like I was like asking her oh can we quickly meet I want to ask you something she's like oh yeah I'm at this incline <laughs> event come join uh, join me and like my friend was like okay sure I'll join I kind of like sat down and joined and just a day or before I'd kind of on written a poem but it was on my phone um and then they were like oh do you want to like read a poem and kind of like ask around <laughs> and I was like yeah sure <laughs> and it was the most random thing ever and then I was like afterwards like oh gosh what did I just say I'm going to do because I never really read poetry yeah. to people and then like even like afterwards like people come to me and say mm. oh that was really like beautiful and then it's just amazing to realize that it kind of can speak to others as well yeah absolutely no I agree um yeah, anyway, I'm going to I'm going to share one of mine. I I mean, there's so many I could share. Um, but I'm going to share one of the first few ones cuz um and yeah, just because I think it's a I kind of wrote it um 
Yeah, when it, yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna read it. We can discuss it afterwards. But it's called, um, "Dear Newborn." Dear Newborn, welcome to Earth. I wish you nothing but the best. A life filled with love, hope, and happiness. May the sun shine for you and the rain rain for you. May you experience all four seasons on Earth in joy. May you always know that you are loved. I wish you a carefree childhood. But I also need to tell you that I'm worried. I'm worried for the future. You were born in uncertain times. The climate crisis threatens life on Earth. Life on Earth as we know it is changing. Forever. I need you to know that there are people out there who care. People who are doing everything they can to stand up for a better future. We will not rest until action is taken. I will fight for your future, for our future, for everything there is to love on earth. I promise you I won't give up. But I also need to warn you, this earth will always need people to stand up for justice. There will always need to be people to reach for higher moral grounds. I hope someday you will understand that too. Change is the law of life. Now society is tested if we are prepared to change, if we are prepared to evolve. For you, I hope we do, because you deserve a future. I hope one day you will read this and know we did it. Little one, I wish you nothing but a bright future. I will make sure that this letter is more than a wish. It's not just empty words. I will do everything I can to create that future. I hope others will too. I love that poem. Really? Yeah. I love that poem. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, it kind of just struck me, you know, looking at all of like, I mean, it's su such a beautiful thing, like, like little children, you know, and just watching them play and watching a new baby kind of like on earth and just, you know, this, there's just such a, you know, we just have to, it's just such a, like, message, I think, to to consider, you know, this is, this is our future and, you know, what mm -hmm. we had as, like, children or our parents had as children can really not be taken for granted. Um, and I, I think also, like, it's it's such a... Sorry, do you want to continue? No. no. Continue. <laughs> I think it's, it's, like, one of the most central aspects of, like, climate yeah. activism today as well. Like, for me personally, the way I, I see it is I'm fairly certain that like I will survive climate change still but the question for me is can I provide a future for my children that they will survive and I think that's why so many people are so active in this is because it's it's yeah it's, sometimes it's not even really about us it's yeah. about who comes after us and I guess yeah. yeah for the environment that's always the case it's always we need to leave it in a yeah. better state than we found it but then I guess it's also so central to really every baby that is being born at the moment. Because it it's yeah. not just like, oh, in the far, far mm. future. I mean, it's already likely to affect us in mm. some way or another. But it will most definitely affect, um, you know, the generations that are and the children that are being born and um, now and that don't really have a voice and don't have anything to say. But I think what I also wanted to kind of put a little bit in, in this poem was a bit about that there's I mean some people always think 
like with especially with environmentalism that there's always like I mean there will always be something to do it's not like one of those things where oh it suddenly will be implemented and then it's done and dusted mm. so I mean it is a continuous journey and kind of and that's just that's that's just how how it is yeah. um, but that doesn't mean that you know I mean that doesn't mean that you know we can't like try and do something and that they are like obviously there'll always be things to be done better mm. but yeah maybe also looking yeah looking at that I, I actually yeah no that's also one of the the parts I really loved was um where you you wrote that like uh yeah there will always be fights to fight there will mm. always be things to do better and I, I completely agree I think ideally every generation should be more and like emotionally mature should every generation should do should be better essentially than the, the yeah one before, because i mean technically it's like an evolution exactly I otherwise we're not evolving as a society yeah. and that's that would be a sad thing to think um we're supposed to like build a world in a society that is kind of better mm-hmm. for the next generation because i mean we're borrowing the earth yeah for, from yeah and and so. i mean ideally you know they I don't. I think this is a German saying where it's uh, the the best teacher is other people's mistakes or something like that. It's basically saying, yeah, like we, th- the smartest people will learn from the mistakes of others, mm. and the smartest generations will learn from the mistakes of previous generations. So, and I think that's that's the goal with our generation is to learn from the mistakes of our parents. <laughs> um, yeah, who put us into the situation that we're in right now (laughs) yeah and i mean to say at the moment obviously a lot of the things that like the world that is at the moment was obviously created through some of these things that have been destructive um and obviously there's i mean i think it need to be there's always like that like trade of between like like blaming and then actually like I think, yeah, and actually having, like, action or being proactive about it. Because, yeah, we need to hold those, especially I feel like we need to hold those people accountable that are now that this is a known crisis, mm. an emergency, are not doing anything. Um, but then to move beyond, you know, what we have, I mean, none of us humans are perfect. We're still mm. currently all living in a system of, yeah, in the system that is kind of, yeah, that is destructive to Earth. Um, and their limitations, obviously, but that does, shouldn't stop us from trying our best and, and trying to do something. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I mean, that's different. Like, I mean, I guess with this, like with art, especially, that's different for everyone. Like, some people like to like. I mean, it doesn't have to be the same thing. You know, it could be literally writing about it, painting. Mm-hmm. Like, like I mean, that will look different for everyone. But because all of us have like different reaches and different ways we use our voice, that can have like. Yeah, a bigger effect as well. So. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So, so do you want me to then yeah. <laughs> continue with another one? Um, so I remember you, you asked me about the poem. I, I read it at one of the open mics. Mm. I can read that one. It's not um, not really related to environment per se. Um, it's it's a poet, poem I, I wrote um, basically just about seizing the day. Um, so I'll, I'll go for that one. <laughs> it's called Each Day. We are told to live each day to the fullest, to live as though we may die tomorrow, to seize the day and conquer the night. But it would seem that's easier said than done when the world would rather we focus on the details and keep us lost in an excess of information. We've molded our values to a lesser cause, absorbed by trivial standards of beauty and grace, we judge and compare to our own detriment. 
Obsessed with the stars that we've created, lost in the headlines that shock our senses, we gladly indulge in sensory overload. Stuck in a loop, we feed the cycle, sponsoring the dulling of our minds to forget a truth with the power to destroy us, to forget a truth with the power to uplift us, the truth that we may very well die tomorrow, that life is a fire in a rainstorm. So let this thought be your fuel. Let it be there every morning when you realize another day has passed. Think about it when you laugh. Take note of the feeling in this present. Squeeze out every second of joy. And think about it when you cry. Understand the beauty of emotion. Realize everything that is and nothing is a blessing. Let it be what drives you outward. Stuff each minute with memories and moments. Each tick of the clock is another bit closer. Let it be what drives you inward. Find the source of peace and power within and fill yourself with love unconditional. To live each day as though we will die tomorrow, we must first understand we could die tomorrow, a truth most uncomfortable with the power to uplift us. Oh, I really like that poem. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very um, much. I think it's just so important, part of everything, like that we just so aware of, I mean, I guess the blessing that we have to mm -hmm. like live life and that unique, I mean, just that miracle that we yeah. can like. Absolutely. Like every day you don't, live fully and with the intent to be as happy as you possibly can is almost like a day wasted in my opinion because yeah like you said it's it's a it's a miracle to be alive <laughs> and it's a miracle yeah. to be alive on a planet that's so beautiful yeah um, i mean what like what a planet <laughs> we have like literally there's honestly nothing like it any like yeah. anywhere close yeah and i think so, like Something that I also like, one of the reasons why I wrote this poem, and I think this also goes hand in hand with climate action quite well, is just um, mindfulness and, mm. and, you know, being mindful of yourself, of your own emotions, of your own mind, um, but also to be mindful of everything around you. So like being mindful of the people around you, understanding where they're coming from, why they are the way they are, and also understanding the environment, mm. you know understanding why the oceans uh, work the way they work, why we need to keep the the earth uh, clean and, and happy in a way, you know, because <laughs> at the end of the day, um, you know, you have to recognize that if there isn't the, wor uh, the earth and if the environment isn't there, then there's no us either. So you know, I yeah. think mindfulness and, and climate empathy and climate action really go hand in hand together. Mm. This actually, this reminds me think of another poem that I wrote. Right, well, maybe I we should do that to, one next. <laughs> I want to read another one, but now that you said that, like words, I was like, maybe I should read this one. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I have some which are a bit different as well, I guess. And um, this one is like called Candlelit Bath. Um, yeah, it's more of a little, like a bit of a story as well. So it was just before midnight when I finally arrived home, away from the city back in the mountains. I ran the bath full. I lit the candles. I took a midnight bath. I gently ducked my body in the hot water. I needed this so badly. I washed off all the worries, all the pain, all the heartache, at least for tonight. In this life, nothing truly belongs to us as much as our body does. Hug yourself. All of it is yours, yours to care for and yours to love. We have two homes in our life, our body and our earth. Let's care for them. Let's love them. That is yeah. also, I love that. So it's kind of like goes with like the theme of, you know, yeah, like self-love, but then mm -hmm. also like extending that love, like beyond us, like beyond ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because I think in order to, 
yeah, deal with like some of these like big issues in the world and to really like love and care for the world, we also need to know how to like take care of ourselves and Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So it's it's so important as well. So And I think also like yeah, what what I was trying to say and I think mm. failed slightly to, to say it is what you said that like um to love yourself leads to loving the environment yeah. around you and I think one of the struggles that we face nowadays and why we are in the situation that we are is that so many people have lost touch with their environment mm. and have lost touch with, with uh, in a way, also who they are, I guess. Because, um, I mean, you, you always hear these stories, you know, about kids in, in cities not knowing what a cow looks like or, you know, yeah. thinking cows are purple because that's what milk or chocolate looks like. And I think that is also at the root of all our problems is... Yeah, People. I mean, I was shocked because I was once at, uh, we went to Tensumir Forest in my first year and um, with a friend, an um, American friend of mine. And then he, he saw cows. He's like, oh, this is the first time I've seen a cow in real life. And all of us <laughs> almost like, well, like car. A, ca- a cow. Oh, a cow. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, not a cow. No, a cow. Okay. <laughs> a cow. And wow. I was like, wow. Like, wow. Just, yeah. It's so it, interesting how we, how we've almost created this separate world mm-hmm. as humans of where we like live in our little concrete jungles. Yeah. And like, I mean, for me, like the core of everything, honestly, is to go outside because that, I mean, I guess that's just happy. Like that reminds me yeah. of actually quickly to mention, like last Saturday, we went to a tree <laughs> planting together. Um, with Most magical experience of my life. <laughs> yes, it was beautiful. And I was just like, you know what? If more people, like we say, more people were to go up, and plant trees in the world like the world Mm. would be a happier place because (laughs) it's just such a happy and positive thing like spend time outside with like family and friends and to like put life into the ground and like i don't know feel like you're giving something to the earth but you're also like kind of being part of it and kind Mm. of being part of its force Mm -hmm. and yeah yeah and it's also like i one thing that i always talk about because this is what really drives me insane is like that disconnect that like we were talking about the disconnect between like people and and nature nowadays and there's such a disconnect as well between what's on our plates and nature yeah because like i i thought of this because i was gonna say i recently had to look up what spinach looks like when it grows because i actually didn't know which was embarrassing and ridiculous but i was but i also mean in a way that you know like so many people i think eat animal products and you know dairy and meat because it's so easy to disconnect that from the life that it's being produced from when it's just in like a a little package in your supermarket and you pay two euros um and yeah i think you know one of my favorite climate activists i can't remember their name right now dear god uh said that um she doubts people would still eat meat if slaughterhouses had glass walls (laughs) yeah and i think that's a really important point to make as well people need to you know reconnect it's so true because we don't really see like what like we i think sometimes there's really been a disconnect with nature but then also with some of the products and things that we use Mm. um i'm I'm gonna read one of my uh i think it was one of my first few poems that i've had um, which also in there which is about like I think a lot of this actually did start with me becoming vegan as well. Um, I think there's like a new heightened awareness of like things I hadn't known in the world. And then that suddenly my eyes were open to. And um, yeah, it's probably one of the more like intense, intenser poems or like it leads into the section where I'm kind of like questioning more things. And yeah, and it's called Trip to the Supermarket. 
I walk, th- I walk through the aisles, and for the first time, I see. I walk with my eye- with my heart open, raw, vulnerable. Styrofoam, plastic, balloons, cut up dead bodies, dead fish heads, eyes staring into nothingness, decapitated hens, skinned, bare, packaged. The smell of sterilized pain, flesh, meat, stripped, ripped, normalized. For so long, my eyes were dis- disillusioned to the gruesome horror story. We've been taught that it's normal to package pain, taught that some lives matter more than others, taught that we are meat-seeking and needing creatures, taught what a proper meal should, that a proper meal should have meat, taught that our taste buds and cravings matter more, more than animals, more than pain, more than the hunger and suffering of others, more than our planet, more than our future, more than life. But if that's our destiny, why do we never feel inclined to kill the animals close to us? Why do we not drink the, the dog's milk meant for her puppies? Why do we not hear a mother's cry for her baby? Why do we never feel inclined to attack a baby cow when we are hungry? What is the difference? If we truly are a predator, why do we not follow our apparent killer instinct? Why are we so scared to question dominant realities, to think, to grow, to awaken? Are you prepared to wake up from this amnesia of morals, this intake of stress hormones, the suppression of love? Have you watched standard slaughterhouse practices? Have you watched a calf being separated from its mother? Have you watched male chicks being grinded? Have you watched cows being raped? Are you prepared to see the truth? We take children fruit picking, but not to slaughterhouses. There's a reason for that. Just one conscious walk in the supermarket, and I know why I decided to change. I know why I decided to become vegan. Vegan for the animals, vegan for the planet, vegan for my health, vegan for the voiceless, vegan for world peace, vegan for hope, vegan for happiness, vegan for my soul. I was nodding my head in appreciation the entire time. Yeah, I saw him. That's oh. cool of mine. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the first like ones yeah. I think when I just like kind of went vegan. So it just kind of like written in that spirit and passion of like a new vegan, I guess almost. Mm-hmm. Because it was just, I guess that was like really hard at the beginning for me is also to see people around me kind of like live life on as normal when so much in my heart had changed. Mm-hmm. And to kind of go back to like supermarkets and see all of this and kind of have to accept that that's what is out there and what still people see as normal when for me it was so obviously not normal oh my god yes no it's literally yeah like supermarkets are literally like like temples of illusion like temples of perfection but when you like take a moment again like to be mindful and to to think about it it's so perverse that even just like yeah like something with literally like a natural package like a banana or like a Mm. apple we cover in this freaking plastic yeah (laughs) and it's just it's ridiculous i i totally entirely understand the mindset that you were in when you were writing this (laughs) yeah i it's just i mean i guess it's just also you know maybe just I mean, a lot of this is kind of also like, yeah, like what what kind of like 
sharing like my story and like why like that suddenly like seemed that kind of like opened my eyes um but it's just i think yeah it's so it's so interesting to realize how sometimes just the smallest like choices or decisions can really like change like all mm. things that you learn can really change the way you see the world but you need to allow yourself to do that and a lot of people are kind of scared of like mm. having that whole like switch and change of their yeah. entire lives of how things have worked previously of course yeah and and i guess also i mean also the whole thing that like it's kind of like seen as an object animals like for me like, I mean, I don't even see, like, veganism as a diet, necessarily. It's kind of just, like, <laughs> I just don't see animals as food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. That's true. Um, it's kind of, like, it is, I mean, naturally speaking, it is the default. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, um, yeah. But I, I think also, like, and what your poem here shows really nicely is, like, how, again, art can be used to show people a different perspective that's hard mm. n to put into words like prose words basically not poetry words mm. um because yeah that's that's something that i think a lot of people when they you know change their lifestyle mm. um and like they learn about climate uh, about the climate crisis it's something we all go through it's like walking around realizing that no that everyone else is acting normal and you yeah. feel like everything's on fire and, exactly um, and it's so weird and i think that's yeah. really like helped me as well because i'm like you don't know how to express it sometimes mm. and you can't just like it's just so difficult to go up to people and be like okay yeah. you don't know what to say and then this is just well, a way to just like yeah release it sort of and i, I think as well like like people definitely respond badly to aggressive behavior y right yeah. so you, you can't oh, be aggressive you can't yeah. like try and push people people like you said generally don't love change so like even just suggesting a lot suggesting a lot of things can be kind of tough for a lot of people because you know they want to hold on to their beliefs and i think that's where poetry can come in as a very palatable nice mm. way to convey a message that is still also kind of requesting people to rethink their lives <laughs> yeah and i mean it's kind of just a way also for me i wanted to like just to kind of share and like say because I mean we're all at different stages of our life journey but maybe that can kind of lead us to like accepting and, and speaking about that like more as well. I think we need to like speak about and accept that kind of more as well that you know listen to other people's stories and mm -hmm. if someone else has a different viewpoint not completely like shut it off immediately but ask them okay that's really interesting like why like explain me more about mm -hmm. it and that's why like I mean it's actually like if people come to me in like want to know about like veganism and ask me about it, that's like so much like for me so much more meaningful and better than mm. if i were to try and like go up to people and be like yeah okay so you need to know about this yeah and i think a lot of that's that's also what people often say is like the most permanent change comes from within mm. you know if, if somebody tells you to exercise more frequently and maybe yeah you'll do it for a year because they told you to and you mm. believe them but then chances are the year after you'll stop but if it's something you realize for yourself that you know it's something you need to do and yeah it, it'll be much more sustainable <laughs> um do you have another poem you'd like I, to share i do if you'd like yeah. <laughs> i've got sure. one more one more decent one um this is also this is now related again to activism and also climate activism in a way um i'll i'll read it first and then it's called pledge of allegiance with a hand upon my heart, I must say that for my part, I pledge myself to the truth, for myself and for the youth. 
I will not blindly follow a party, and for that I cannot say I'm sorry. My loyalty lies with the intelligent, the kind, the wise, the benevolent. I will not blindly trust the government. My devotion is to people's empowerment. For those that share a similar purpose, I am for now and ever in your service. Do not confine yourself to your border. Rid yourself of the standing order. Let us forget contracts and treaties. Embrace each other as a single species. Declare yourself against this needless starvation. Don't you see this, the many still want for liberation? Until the day that we will rise in harmony, I am afraid that we will the few will still hold authority. Promise yourself to the greater good. Speak truly. Abolish falsehood. Treat others as you wish to be treated. Love those around you until hate is defeated. Now rise once more for your pledge of allegiance. To evolve, we must sometimes show disobedience. Take an oath to uphold the sanctity of the living. To become higher beings, we must learn the art of giving. So let us stop this mindless pollution and embark on a journey of spiritual evolution. Understand the healing of our community lies in the sense of total unity. Now hear me speak this pledge of allegiance, not to nations, parties, leaders, or borders, to the wisdom and kindness I myself declare, and to the future I, would, I know we would all like to share. Wow, I really like this. I remember you reading it, actually. At, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was also an open uh, mic. And an open mic event with Amnesty about arts and activism. That was, really, that was a great evening, actually. It was. It was um, a very um, enlightening evening, yeah. I'd say. Um, and yeah, like for like just just to to give people a background on, on the poem, um, the the whole idea behind it kind of was actually also like coming up to this election, um, yeah. Because it's it's such an important election on so many different issues, but specifically the climate issue. Mm. Um, and I just kind of started to recognize though that a lot of even my friends and like people I just knew um, vaguely were they seem to kind of have this like blind loyalty. Um, to like a party and I, I, I don't know personally I just think that we should always approach this as a kind of like what are my goals what are my hopes what are my dreams what do I think needs to be done and then see okay which party aligns most closely to that image mm, yeah um, and I think a lot of people are just like you know if I'm voting Tory five years ago or if I'm voting Labour five years ago that's what I'm voting today I don't care yeah that's weird <laughs> I've, I, I know that as well like it's and it's quite often around the world as well that this is historical allegiance to yeah. some sort of parties and I don't know I mean it seems I mean, it's actually interesting because I think even, like, for me, I'm not really sure. I don't think I voted for even... I mean, I haven't got to vote that often, but I haven't, like, voted for the same party, mm. like, in the different elections yeah. that I've had because at the time it was a different... Like, something different was, like, I was just looking at which party actually speaks the most to what yeah. I need to see being done at the moment. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of, like, vote and stand behind that. And I think... It's yeah, it's just so it's also so important that everyone engages in this democratic process because mm. voting is something that none of us can take for granted. No. And this is the cheat like elections at the moment in the world are literally the most important elections just yeah. ever. And and that's the thing as well, like because these are the most important elections, we shouldn't be taking lightly and we shouldn't be throwing our, yeah. our vote away by just voting for whatever party I was told to vote or whatever party I voted for last yeah. year. Every time, especially this time, we should think, okay, 
what are you know i want to save the climate <laughs> which yeah. party is most likely to save the climate <laughs> and also not go behind that whole thing of like oh i have to vote for like the dominant like part like one of the like the big the biggest one basically mm. or the two biggest ones i have to like that's the only two choices you have no. that's not the only two choices no. you have and if more people will actually take the courage and like vote for like the actual like mm -hmm. morals and maybe even for like some of the smaller parties that party would become a big party yeah. as long as people think that nothing can change nothing, nothing will change, will change. Yeah. yes so <laughs> i agree um every election needs to be a, a new start and a new reconsideration <laughs> definitely i will also read one last poem before yeah um it's called i mean there's a lot of different ones i could have like chosen but i just thought it linked a little bit what we just spoke about and it's called dare to dream Dare to dream. There will be people that love you for the life you live. And there will be those that dislike you for it. Some will fail to understand it. Some will envy it. Some will, some will look up to it. Some romanticize it. Others criticize it. Whatever it is, it does not matter. It is your life. No one but yourself can see exactly how far you have come. No one but yourself can see your brightest light and your darkest darkness. They have not seen all the roads that you've had to travel. And most importantly, they have not walked them in your shoes. But don't forget that you have not walked in theirs either. We all have chapters we have not read out. Thoughts we have not dared to write down. Felt feelings too deep to express. And that's okay better than okay is beautiful we have a unique path and the choice to live a unique life a choice to write our own story a story that follows our dreams and fulfills our destiny and then maybe along the way we will inspire others to find and follow their own per that is there we go so accurate that is so beautiful oh thank you and it actually made me think of something because I don't know if this is how you thought of it, but it does actually kind of tie into to climate action as well. Because um, I remember I, I had a, the incredible privilege of listening to Jane Goodall speak at my school. And she came to my school as well. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the same trip, Vienna, Munich. Um, but I, yeah, no, I remember one of the things she said was that she, in all of her years as a climate activist, she would never, ever think to blame the local people because who, how could you tell somebody who's struggling to survive to stop cutting down trees for for firewood if they're barely you know able to survive and i think that's kind of also part of the poem is like understanding where people are coming from and in a way understanding who is meant to be held responsible <laughs> yeah i mean that's not necessarily what i was thinking about no i know i know it it's made me think of that. but it's good it's good that's also i think that's so important and i also actually like when other people think of different things like that's you and your poem it? it's like yes <laughs> it's getting people thinking that's good um but no it's so i mean i think especially all that like blame shifting like especially between countries uh, start, countries start being like oh well we can't do anything before another country starts it. and that annoys me so much because Firstly, like it's everyone of us has a responsibility, and yeah, we just I mean some of the ways, especially as the developing world, like the developing world has such a responsibility, especially towards like 
yeah, other countries that are less privileged and that have mm. people that really don't have the choices. Mm-hmm. I mean, and even to say, like, we, we have choices we can make to live more environmentally friendly that another person might not be able to have. And that's not choices we should necessarily be throwing away either. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know sometimes people come, especially with veganism, and say, well, but it's not, like, viable for people there and there in some distant corner of the world. I'm like, yeah, maybe. But it is viable for us Western yeah. world. And we are actually, the Western world is the bulk of the problem because mm-hmm. it's the Western diet which is the problem. Not necessarily, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I completely so. agree. Like even if you, the only reason that a lot of the developing countries are such a such a big problem is just because of the sheer number of people that live in like say China and India. But if you look at per person, the clear I guess you can't really say winner. The clear loser is is the developed countries like the US, EU. We consume so much compared to like a single person in in say China. Um, and this actually reminds me, I, I probably shouldn't name the party, but at the recent uh, strike, um, I remember all of the parties speaking, and, and one of them specifically, I didn't hear much, but I just heard, and they were supposed to be talking about climate policies and everything mm. of their of their uh, group, and I remember just hearing China, and it, it just threw me into a bit of a frenzy, because I was like, why are we talking about China? We're talking yeah. about the UK. What can yeah. the UK do? <laughs> um, so I completely agree with you there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it comes back to, I mean, all of us, like, asking what can we do instead of being like, yeah, always pointing the finger to say, well, but this person's not doing that and someone's not doing that. Well, if mm-hmm. all of us were actually to start doing more things that other people would start doing, mm-hmm. like, even if there's one country who would start leading on this, I mean, this is mm-hmm. what we need. We need a, a leader, a climate leader. Yeah as well because there's no state in the world currently which is like a climate leading on track for the Paris Agreement and because no one's taking leadership like others aren't really taking it seriously because Mm. it's not something that is becoming the norm in the world stage and that is kind of you know the challenge to what needs to change but I mean that change also kind of starts with us and with us as citizens and consumers demanding that change Mm. voting like what do you buy what do you consume like you know what you ask your politicians to do yeah uh so i mean i guess yeah. because we in the yeah absolutely i think yeah. yeah like the whole principle of like leading by example is the way we should be approaching this and mm. actually one of my <laughs> personal success stories in in life um was actually one of my friends who who came up to me and like i try to make a point of not being preachy about specifically mm. veganism. Um, and one of my friends at some point came up to me and she, she told me like, oh, she'd gone vegan now from like a full meat diet. And I, I was like, well, what? Why? And she just said, I just saw you eating your lunches and it looked cool. And I thought it might as well do it. And that just goes to show <laughs> That's the that. That's way, yeah. Yeah, it, it just shows that, you know, sometimes it isn't about screaming at people and it mm. isn't about like... It's just about leading and... It's just yeah, about showing, showing how to do it. <laughs> Yeah, sort of, yeah, daring to, like, just do it. And then if you start doing mm. it, like, people will start seeing, oh, is this actually not that weird? Like, it's kind mm. of normal. And through kind of changing that norm and that maybe more people doing it, yeah. that can, like, change a whole culture of norms in an area. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I mean that, I guess, is what makes me, like, hopeful when I can see, you know, that, like, ripple effect of things happening, like, even about, like, the climate strikes that are happening around the world and that inspiring people to take more action on, like, individual levels and just rising on the agenda and people speaking mm-hmm. about it. And obviously there's so much more that needs to be done and that's absolutely not where it's supposed to be. But if more people were to take it up and to speak about it and to make it a central, 
like point in 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 their life that needs to be considered Mm-hmm. Then I mean, God, oh my God, we could create such a different world. You Absolutely, know? Mm-hmm. I think that's that's probably the beauty of like the current um, climate action movement that is very much like led almost yeah led by the youth. Is that just you're starting to see this like incredible engagement across the board of all people like mm-hmm. aged anywhere between zero and like twenty. People are just so passionate about it, and it's so heartwarming to see it because like. These yeah. are the people who, in the next 10, 20 years, will be our politicians, and they will be yeah. our doctors, our everything. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully, yeah, they'll go into life with a heightened sense of environmental awareness. Yeah. Um, oh, wow, we've just talked so much. I can't believe <laughs> I literally almost just talked an hour without an entire music, even one music. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, we'll probably, it's my fault. Some good songs after. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's just to show that we're just really passionate about, you know, what we speak. So I'm glad. Um, I think that came I across. Hope, <laughs> I think that came across. <laughs> um, it's also, yeah, it was more, yeah. But, um, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, I'm so happy to be here. I think this yeah, was really fun. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, I mean, I have a short song now, it's just two minutes. It's called The Most Wonderful Time of the Year, which was kind of like a little bit of Christmas fur. So I'll just like end on some Christmas furs. And hopefully, I, I, I mean, I'll tune in after the show as well. But Stay green. St- yeah. And just, <laughs> yeah, just, just lead by example you know and just exactly. just do your do your thing just believe in it you know i think mm-hmm. be as happy well. be mindful go be outside you know plant some trees <laughs> like it will change your life i promise <laughs> but yeah um it's the most wonderful time of the year Okay, so just a little quick end to the show. Um, thank you so much to Lewis for coming today, for reading his poetry. It's absolutely beautiful as well. Makes me think we should start our next poetry book with a collection of people. I love that. <laughs> and um, yeah, no, but I mean, honestly, just use your creativity and and speak. Just speak about your passion. It does it does make a difference, and it's just empowering to know if you can realize other people also feeling the same way. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I guess I just wanted to say have, have a, have a wonderful Christmas. Um, and just, just celebrate life, you know, go outside and be kind. I guess that's kind of what I want to say this message. Mm-hmm. Be kind, be kind to those people around you and, um, yeah, spread, spread some love. Uh, also stay in tune if you want to find out more about uh, my book and when I'll publish it as well because it will go up and um, the the, um, dona- the profits will go to charity donation will go to charity donation the first few will probably go to because I really wanted to send some more to like Amazon rainforest um, charities um, around Amazon fires um, so that's where the first will be going. But yeah, stay up to tune on like I'll also post my po- some podcast over the um, break and that will be on um, Ecoactivist Journeys, which is yeah, my Facebook page, but then also on my Instagram, Ecoactivist Leah or Ecoactivist Journeys as well. But thank you so much for everyone who's tuned in. I hope you enjoyed it, um, the poetry and the discussions. And yeah, um, I wish you a wonderful Christmas and to all the students listening, good luck with exams. You can do it.